Hi folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now today on the program, I'd like to welcome Jerry Schmitz. He's the Executive Director of the South Dakota Soybean Association and the South Dakota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. Now he's here today to talk with us about those organizations, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to swing over our way for this. Thank you for having me. So, you know, you've got the South Dakota Soybean Association, the South Dakota Soybean Research Promotion Council, the South Dakota Soybean Checkoff. I mean, there's a lot of soybeans in South Dakota and, and different words kind of coming together here, but these are a little more distinct, correct? They are. The Research and Promotion Council is the checkoff. They are the folks that manage the, the monies that farmers pay when they sell a bushel of soybeans. And the association is a membership organization and do a lot of the assist with the council in doing promotion for soy, but something they do that the council can't is policy. And so that might be visiting folks in Pierre and working on a bill, maybe with water. It might be in Washington, D.C., or it might be on the local level trying to get a zoning permit uh, for an animal facility. And so how did these uh, individual entities come about then? Because they have a little bit different histories, am I correct? They do. The American Soybean Association started about 100 years ago, and it was actually college professors that got together. And within a few years, they realized that, hey, farmers have a tremendous interest, and they actually turned it over to farmers. In South Dakota, we affiliated in 1982, and it was a group of five of us farmers that said, hey, we like what this organization does, and uh, we didn't have cell phones back then. And so we set up some phones in an ambulance barn and just started calling farmers at night. And when we had 200 farmers, we were able to affiliate. Two years later then, we had an interest in being part of the checkoff. And so that was a legislative activity. So those of us in the association at that time went and lobbied in Pierre and and asked that the legislature give us the opportunity to have a checkoff. That is when it began in South Dakota. But then in 1990, USDA decided that they would ask Congress to pass a bill. And so now the checkoff is federal legislation. So basically the two go together, but they have distinct histories because of the they nature do. of how they came about and the nature of their roles. Absolutely. And the, and the example I like to give is uh, the checkoff is the train. They are the ones that move the product, promote it, and uh, the association is like the cow catcher out front. They try to clear the tracks to make sure that farmers can farm the way they need to, whether that's through legislation, whether that's zoning laws, and then move together, they move forward. Now, we discussed a little bit about how these entities are different. So who's involved in them? Are they the same people? Are they different people or some of both? They are two different boards. The The Soybean Council, the checkoff, uh, has nine different volunteer members. They are elected within districts in South Dakota. The association actually has nine districts, but then they have three that are open for anybody. So there's 12 there, and we have representatives from the national organization, and we also have five industry representatives who bring in a, a different perspective. They're not farmers. Uh, they, they bring in interest, for, for instance, from race from Pioneer, from South Dakota soybean processors, just to add, add more breadth to the organization. Okay, so that way you get a little bit more information, a little bit more background, a little bit more of what happens to the bean after it leaves the farm. Absolutely. Okay, that's really interesting, and I suppose that kind of influences the goals 
of each of the individual organizations based upon the boards and you know what their role is. It does. They often do strategic planning together so that each understands what the other is doing and, and set goals for each. And, and so they, they try to work in tandem, but each has its, its own goals. So what would be the goals of, let's say, the uh, checkoff organization, for example? The main goal of the checkoff is to ensure that soybean farm families are economically viable, but also maintain sustainability for future generations. And so anything that they can do, whether that's research in some of the concerns that farmers have through the growing season, or research for new uses... And then once they have those on either side, then they do their best to promote. And that's worldwide. They, they promote the soybean as a whole bean. And China for South Dakota is huge. They, they take 40% of what we produce. And, but try to get that product all across the world and diversify so that we're not stuck with a trade problem and can't move that product like, like happened a few years ago. And the association does everything that they can to open the way so that, that the checkoff can keep moving forward. Okay, yeah, like you said, it's the, the cow catcher on the front of the train. So I suppose when you look at the goals of the association, they're similar but not the same, huh? That is correct, yes. So it would be, uh, I guess, maybe give an example of that, could you? Going to peer this past session to promote the new bioproducts institute at SDSU. And then following that up, once that was done, then the checkoff came in and said, hey, wonderful idea. We agree with that. And so we're going to uh, put some money in to fund that. And, and the same with Precision Ag a few years ago. The association went to peer to lobby for the facility, and then the, the checkoff came in behind and said, okay, uh, that's a fantastic facility. Let's, let's put some funds into that. So you talked a little bit with the checkoff being something that allows for new uses of soybeans to be discovered. So what are some of those new uses that they've done in the past, and then what are some things you're working on for the future? We're always looking. Uh, I think what most folks probably don't realize is there are over a thousand uses for soybeans. A lot of folks think, well, maybe the soy burger, maybe edamame or something like that. But soy, we utilize from the time we're infants in infant formula to the time our aged years and, and medical devices, plastics created from soy. And so some of the newer things we have going right now through a research project with Goodyear Tire and Rubber, the United Soybean Board, which is the national checkoff, has developed a Goodyear Tire utilizing soy instead of petroleum in the tire. And we're really excited about that. Soy is used from head to toe, from hair care to footwear. Skechers has some shoes that the sole has some soy in them. Uh, it makes them more flexible and grip better. And so I, I, the things that we're looking for all of the time, a lot of it is due to the checkoff partnering with these companies to do research. Things in the future, we would really love, and I've probably said this a billion times and, and will bore people, but I would love to walk into a grocery store, grab a gallon of milk, and have that plastic be soy plastic so that it will last long enough to contain that milk but degrade rapidly uh, after the the age of use and and we have that potential we just haven't gotten the research to that point yet well that's really interesting and that would be something really beneficial for the future of our environment no doubt whatsoever Thanks for sharing. You're certainly welcome. I, and I guess in addition to the things that I've just mentioned, when you climb in your car, it could very well have foam seats that have soy in them instead of a petroleum. 
The roads are now being treated with an extender that is a soy product, totally environmentally friendly, so that they get another five to seven years before having to do repairs. And so there are just so many things on the plate right now, and and we're looking for more. There are always more uses. One of the things that uh, we want to talk about here today is we found that you have an Instagram account called Hungry for Truth South Dakota. That's a very interesting title there. So what do you have in the account? What's the account about? And what's kind of the material that you bring? That initiative was established about five years ago as a result of some strategic planning where through uh, market research, we learned that consumers were a little confused about what was good and what was bad about food and, and the different types of food. And so the boards realized there's a need to be communicating with consumers and share with them what farmers are doing and why they're doing it. And so they established Hungry for Truth. And the initiative is essentially opening the door uh, for any question from consumers and encouraging consumers to ask questions about what's going on out in the field. Why do I see somebody spreading fertilizer? What's, why, why can't we just all use animal manure or, or just not fertilize. What about GMOs? Are, are they good? Are they bad? We'd like to learn about those. And, and we welcome any question and do different things like podcasts, like social media, uh, magazine articles, so that we invite that discussion and can share back and forth. Well, it's very interesting. It's a really necessary thing in this day and age when people are so disconnected from the farm. Folks have great questions. One that comes to mind for me was someone said they drove by every day past this farm and noticed that when they were harvesting, they consumed everything in front of the combine and didn't leave anything behind. And and the reality is, and we were able to show them that the only thing that's really harvested, whether it's corn or soybeans in particular, is just the seed. Everything else is is ground up and spread behind the combine to protect the soil over the winter. And so those are the types of discussions that, that we really relish and, and appreciate the questions we get. It's fun that you have these really good questions from people who are just truly curious and, and you're able to work with them so that they can see why we do a lot of the things we do on the farm. Yes, and, and consumers have great questions and their concerns are very valid and, and we need to respect those. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. So this was something that you guys put together through strategic planning. What other products or possibly events do you have coming up? We have a, a rotation of things that take place every year, and there are always new things that pop up. We do a, a program that's called Ag Outlook, which is a convention and trade show every year, and it brings in farmers, mainly 800 to 1,000 farmers, and it's an educational thing, but we also have vendors there so that they can see what the newest products out mm. and discuss with the, with the vendors what's coming up what's worked last year, those sorts of things. Uh, Dakota Fest is another. It's, it's mm-hmm. a farm show that, that farmers like to come into, and we try to be there just to be open and transparent and, and open to their questions about, hey, what's the checkoff doing? Uh, why am I paying this? Where's my money going? And, and so things like that, we continually try to have a presence. Uh, we have a magazine that goes out quarterly to talk with farmers about where's your dollar going and what's happening overseas. How are, how are we increasing the need for, for that soybean? And driving demand drives price. And so all of those sorts of things. Looks like you guys have your plate full on a regular basis. Yeah, it's a, a challenge, but it's also a lot of fun. That's super cool. So if folks 
would like to get more plugged into either of the organizations, what route would they go through to be able to do that? Uh, we welcome anybody to give us a call at the office at any time, which is 605-330-9942. have a website, sdsoybean.org, and we just welcome anyone to, to uh, reach out to us. And if they're interested in doing something, we would love to have them as a possible member on the board in the future. If it's a consumer, we would love to share information and, uh, and allow them to share the information that we have. Thank you very much for taking the time to stop by the podcast and share all this with our listening audience. Thank you, Jake. And thank you to our listeners out there. Y'all take care, folks. Mm-hmm.